As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you're in need of a property insurance partner to help your business remain resilient, FM Global is the perfect choice. We employ science, data, and research to help assist you in making informed risk mitigation decisions. We will collaborate with you to identify and reduce risks linked to natural disasters while providing solutions that promote a more sustainable future. Let's prepare to prosper. Smarterpodcasts.com Delivering sound advice. Hi, I'm Joanne Green, and welcome to the Good Dog Podcast. My guest today is Cheryl Smith, who is, she must be a dog lover because she's written a couple books on dogs. Last week, we talked about visiting the dog park, and today we're going to be talking about dog-friendly gardens and garden-friendly dogs. So welcome back, Cheryl. Thank you for having me again. Are these two different things, dog-friendly gardens and garden-friendly dogs? Meaning, are there some dogs who, no matter how dog-friendly your garden is, will tear it apart? <laughs> uh, well, there are. <laughs> um, some are tougher than others, and that's one of the things I tell people. Um, terriers want to dig. So if you try to stop a terrier from digging, you're in for a lot of heartache most of the time. So what do you do? You just bring them to places where digging is appropriate and not let them out in your garden or not even have a garden if you have a terrier? No, I, I give them somewhere to dig in my yard. And they can know the difference? You can help them learn the difference, yes. Or you can try to help them learn the difference. <laughs> in general, I mean, you have a picture on the cover of your book of this magnificent garden and this dog just standing there looking happy, or you could interpret it as he's, like, just waiting for someone to say, okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> and at any moment, he's going to go dig it up. Are there particular plants that are very attractive to dogs and encourage them just by their, their fragrance or their shape or whatever uh, to dig them up and destroy them? There are a few things. Um, we actually have a test garden just started. One of the things is sweet grass, which is a native grass. And supposedly dogs like to dig it up and roll in it. And the Native Americans actually used dogs to find patches of sweet grass, which they used for braiding and making baskets. We haven't tested it yet, so I don't know if it's true. So in <laughs> general, they'll dig it up. In general, if you have a dog... Avoid that. <laughs> Avoid regress. <Right. laughs> and are there particular dogs other than um, terriers that love to dig? Or is it something puppies love to do and you can train them out of it to some degree? Um, puppies generally dig more than adults across the spectrum of dogdom. And a lot of them do grow out of it. They stop on their own. 
But if you make sure that things go the way you want from the beginning, it's much easier than letting a problem develop and then try and fix it. So if you're a big garden person and you're thinking about getting a puppy, are there particular dogs that you would recommend that tend not to dig? Um, the sight hounds in general don't tend to dig very much. Which hounds? More, I'm sorry, sight? Sight hounds, like greyhounds and Afghan hounds. The, the tall, long-legged, running gaze hounds. So Irish wolfhounds would be in there, Norwegian elk hounds, yep. all of those? Well, not elk hounds. No, they'll dig. Yes. What are some of the most common dogs right now? So we have Labs, Golden Retrievers. Are those labs big diggers? Labs, Golden Retrievers, uh, Yorkshire Terriers. They're top of the list right now. For digging? Um, no, as popularity. They're the most popular breeds right now. Labs and Goldens are both sporting dogs, so they're both going to be pretty high-activity dogs, and if they don't have anything else to do, they will likely dig. Is part of it that they bury things and then dig for them, or is it just digging for the sake of digging? It's mostly digging as an activity. If, if the dog is bored and doesn't have anything else sitting around that he can interact with, there's always dirt. Right. So is part of the plan to create a garden and let the dog know that he or she is not welcome at all in that part of the yard? That's a possibility, and, and if you intend to do that, the easiest thing is to fence it off, and then you don't have to worry about training, you don't have to worry about problems occurring, you can just relax and forget it. But I like my dogs to be in the yard, so I tend to just establish behaviors that are acceptable. They have a lot of activity so that they're tired, they have places where they can dig, they have places where they have playground equipment, and it seems to work pretty well. So how do you actually teach them what's off limits? For example, with digging, because that's one of the biggest ones. If your dog starts digging in the yard, you want to have a place where you know digging is going to be permitted. You want to have set it up so it's nice, loose dirt that's good to dig in, and you want to have some treats and toys buried there. So as soon as your dog starts digging somewhere else, get their attention, run with them over to your digging pit, dig up a treat and give it to them, scratch around and see if you can start them digging there, and then praise them if they do. I see. If people are just now thinking about planting a garden, what kinds of tips can you give them about uh, planting a garden that will hopefully survive? <laughs> um, you want to buy the biggest plants that you can afford because a little tree that looks like a stick is way more likely to be damaged either inadvertently or by the dog chewing on it than a big tree with a decent trunk. So the biggest specimens usually fare the best. Also, if you mass your plantings, which is something I'm really good at, <laughs> I've always overplanted all throughout my life, it tends to look more solid, and a lot of dogs will not run through it unless really provoked by a squirrel. As opposed to when there are big patches of dirt in between the plants. Yes, yeah, there's a plant and then an open patch and then a plant and then an open patch. It, it looks like somewhere to, to walk through. What about container plants? Is that safer too? Container plants are great. You just want to be sure that you don't have containers that are narrow at the bottom and wide at the top that can be knocked over easily. Ah, hadn't thought about that. And what about some of the various things we put in our yards like fences and decks and retaining walls and um, gazebos, all those kinds of things. How does that figure into uh, interest level for a dog? 
Um, mostly the dogs don't really care whether you have a deck or a patio or whatever, but it can be a nice place for them to lie in the sun if they like sunbathing. So if you would rather keep them out of the yard and have a nice sunny area with a deck in it, you might actually attract them naturally to the deck. Interesting. Now, are there any products that you can put on the dirt, on the soil, once you've planted that will be unattractive to dogs and actually keep them away? There are products for sale, but they only are effective with maybe half the dog population. So you'd have to try them and see whether they work for you or not. There are all sorts of repellents out there that you can buy. And they're safe? They're safe. They just might not work. They just may not work. Okay. (laughs) And what about dogs um, uh, urinating or defecating in the garden? Is that something that's um, bad for the plants? Is that, you know, again, something where you can train them to just go in a certain area? I I actually have a a dedicated potty area for them, and and when they are house-trained, they're house-trained to that area. So if they're in their yard, that's where they go to the bathroom. We have a a fenced yard that they're allowed to access on their own through a dog door, and that's where their potty area is. Now, what about people who don't take it to that level but just are thrilled that their dogs are going outside at all? (laughs) Well, as long as it's not a food garden, it won't harm anything particularly. It will kill your grass. People complain a lot about brown spots on the lawn. And is there anything to do about that other than keeping your dog off the lawn? If you are home within an eight-hour period or so, if you water where the dog went, like if you pick up the poop and then water where it was lying, mm-hmm. you will take care of the excess nitrogen that's in their excrement. So it just becomes a fertilizer. Interesting. So tell me what other kinds of information is available in your book, Dog-Friendly Gardens, Garden-Friendly Dogs. It talks about the general tendencies of the different groups that dogs fall into. So, for example, the working group, a lot of those are guarding breeds like German Shepherds and Dobermans and Rottweilers, and they will do things like patrol the fence line. So they'll actually wear a path along your fence. Interesting. planting things right in that path. Very interesting. I would never have thought of that. And other similar information, I'm sure. So that's great. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. Cheryl's book, Dog Friendly Gardens, Garden Friendly Dogs, is widely available. Cheryl, thanks so much for all this information and for uh, enhancing our knowledge about dogs. You're welcome. I hope it helps people. Great. I'm Joanne Green. Thanks for listening to Good Dog and all the podcasts at smarterpodcasts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.